Good morning again. Excited again that we just get to hang out together. Right, this week was was a crazy but fun week and uh, a lot of cool things that went on. And I'm glad we had the video so you could just catch a glimpse of it. Sunday night last week, I got here and, and I always ask, all right, what do you need me to do? And Trudy every year says, just walk around and greet people. And I go, that I can do. I know how to do that. But there was a little girl, and, and she was scared to death. Man, she was just, as mom was getting her checked in and everything, and she didn't want to leave her little sister, and she didn't want to go to her class. And she, and so she knows me, though, right? So I'm standing there just being crazy. And, um, and I said, well, do you want to go with me, and we'll go to your class? And when she went, and so she took my hand, and we walked back through the cave. If y'all go down that hall back there, it still looks like a cave. Okay, so we went to the cave and we went to the craft room and I sat down beside her in her chair, you know, and she was she started working on her craft and everything. And she got kind of acclimated to the room. And then another little boy came in and he was scared to death, too. He was afraid to to go to his class. And yet his mom walked in there. So I kind of sat with both of them and we started working on stuff. And then the next night, guess what? They didn't need me a bit. Man, them kids came in going off to their it was just a great week, and God blessed. And we're going to have uh, September September 12th. It's real funny. The uh, Everybody's saying September 12th needs to be Baptism Sunday. They're just encouraging all the bodies of Christ to, to get folks in the ocean. Or no, in the pool. Tank! They're calling it Fill the Tank Sunday. So I got this note from the uh, the convention, the state convention. They said, Let's celebrate September 12th as Fill the Tank Sunday. We all want to fill our baptistry tanks. And so I wrote him back and said, Ours is always full. <laughs> I wrote Lynn Sasser. I said, yeah, hey, it's always full. He, he, he wrote me back. He said, I understand that. <laughs> so anyway, so we had some kids come out of Bible school this week that want to be baptized. And so we're planning baptism for September the 12th. And it's going to be fun. We're going to have a blast. And uh, there's some video out here showing up slides of, of some of our baptistry baptism pictures out there. And that, it's just cool. Uh, and, and we all disappear at some point because when it's a really big wave, it's like I'm under it, and, and whoever's helping me is under it, and certainly... It, it, mm. So anyway, so baptism and all that sort of thing. There are a couple concerns I want to share with you this morning. I got the text. Some, many of you know Gary Cavanaugh, who leads some of our uh, Bible study and, and part of Christian servers and helps head up Christian servers. He's, he was taken to the emergency room this morning with a seizure. Uh, don't know what, don't know anything about it, just pray for him. A very dear friend of mine... Um, just got, uh, fortunately, Friday got off the ventilator after having the whole COVID pneumonia thing. And she was just talking up a storm yesterday. This was out in western North Carolina, out in Pisgah Forest. And uh, I got the phone call yesterday that, you know, she was just talking up a storm. And, you know, she's got a ways to go, but, boy, she had come through the fire. And that was, and that's part of the scripture text for the day. So that's kind of that. There are others. Uh, Tony, uh, John's going up to uh, Rogers Bay this morning. He and Ryan Albanese to lead worship up at Rogers Bay Campground. And Tony's a gentleman up there that sets up the chairs and puts out the hymnals and puts out the Bibles and all that kind of stuff. And he's not been well the last couple of weeks. But he was there last Sunday when I was up there. And then, of course, Scott and, and this crew, they're going to head over to, to Chapel by the Bay this morning and lead worship over there. So God's just doing some really, really cool things. And, and we just get to be a part of it. The fall schedule is coming at us very 
very quickly. You know, when Labor Day gets here, then things kind of shift a little bit right after Labor Day. The fish fry is going to be Saturday, September the 4th, and we'll need help, and we'll need people to deliver fish plates, and we'll need people to eat fish and buy fish and all that sort of thing. And uh, and then some of the children's scheduling is going to change up uh, come fall schedule. And uh, we actually have a meeting this afternoon as we get ready to roll out a, a choir Christmas musical for those of you who like choir kind of stuff and uh, I'm going to be meeting with three other folks this afternoon to 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 go through some books and some music and stuff and then this afternoon of course is our administrative meetings the deacons are going to meet the lead team's going to meet and the shepherding team's all going to meet today yay here's what I want y'all to know you mean something you know you matter God loves you I always pray a lot of times, God, thank you for loving me in spite of me. You know, God loves us. We matter. God, it's not that God just sort of rolled a snowball down the hill and we just exist. God cares individually about every one of us. And that's what the, the whole week of, of VBS was about, was that you are treasured. I mean, we, we, it was all decorated like a treasure hunt, like we were going on a treasure hunt, and Jordan was really confused all week long as he played the part of Dr. D Digging Stone. And, and he thought he was going treasure hunting. And he was going to find a treasure, and it was going to be his treasure. But the whole skit all week long was to convince Dr. Digging Stone that he wasn't looking for treasure. He is the treasure. And every kid in the room is the treasure. And God cares and God loves. And the last text of our Bible school week was this Isaiah 43. Uh, and I'm going to share with you verses 1 through 3. And this is what Isaiah says or what God says through Isaiah. He said, now this is what the Lord says. The one who created you, Jacob, and the one who formed you, Israel, do not fear. For I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. The rivers will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched and the flame will not burn you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel and your Savior. Folks, those three verses right there in the world that we live in right now with the chaos that's going on and the, the culture of fear that I believe that I'm just some of what I share with you is just my perspective but we are being set upon with a culture of fear uh, we we are not getting I've told you if I'm gonna say it again I don't care people always people are lying to us People in leadership are lying to us. People in the media are lying to us. Uh, it creates this culture of fear. And, and, and what God is saying to us through Isaiah is don't fear. Do not fear. A little girl going to her class was scared and she was holding on to mama and she was crying and tears just running down her poor pitiful little face. And I was like, come go with me. I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want you to be worried. I don't want you to, to feel uncomfortable. Come, let's go and, and let's go and, and, and enjoy and have a good time. And, and so we sat down and they handed her one of those little cans. There's some around here because they got left. But, and she began to stick jewels on the can. And, and she began to, to take this glitter, glue, paint stuff, whatever it is, I don't know. 
And she drew on it with the glitter stuff. And she made a beautiful little box out of it. And, and, and I was able to just to get up and walk away because she wasn't afraid anymore. She wasn't scared. She was, she was enjoying, you know, the, the, whole, the whole experience of, of, of what vacation Bible school. Remember last, year, last week I shared with you the whole vacation Bible school beginnings from 1894 that, that, that some school teachers looked out and said, you know, I don't have enough. I teach kids all week long, but I don't have enough time to teach them the Word of God. I want to get kids together for the Word of God. And that's what this week was all about. And this last statement here. You know one of the coolest things I saw in the video, and I didn't pay attention to it Wednesday night when we watched that video the first time. I think some very creative people were in charge of our vacation Bible school. Anytime that you combine crafts and snacks, did y'all see the little celery boats with the apple stuck in it with peanut butter? and, and, and th- I was like, crafts and snacks all in one? Man, isn't that cool? See, it was just to create the atmosphere where kids could come and relax and enjoy and hear from God. And I had one little girl come up at the end and she said, she said I, and, 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 and I don't want to embarrass her, but this is what she said. She said, I want to be baptized. And I said, well, we can talk about that and we can certainly do that. So I'm going to have these conversations with these kids, what it means to be buried with Christ and to rise again. And I mean, they're old enough to understand that Jesus died on the cross for me. See what I mean? So, so when we look at this, I want you to hear it says, do not, re- do not fear, for I have redeemed you. In Christ, you are redeemed. You're redeemed. That means you, all right, so this is why I read this in a message and and I shared it several months ago. You know, the father sought our redemption. The son bought our redemption. The spirit brought our redemption. I don't know what preacher I stole that from, but I liked it. The father sought it. The son bought it. and, And the spirit brought it. You see, you're redeemed. You're you're like this when he says, uh, 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 the one who created. Does God have a right to choose you? You know, that was the message of the last night. uh, And it was all in outline form up here. He chose you. You are treasured. Does God have the right to choose us? Yes, he created us. The very oxygen we breathe every day. It's because God holds it in place. And he loved you so much that he redeemed you. Look at that. That's a big deal. You're redeemed. You've been bought and paid for. You see? I mean, you've been bought with a price, Paul says in 1 Corinthians. A price, not something to be flippantly like, oh, well, yeah, I'm a, you know, we, we, we for a hundred years probably. Sort of reduced our faith to this idea of sitting in a chair or a pew or a something for a few hours a week or even maybe even just one hour a week. But the truth is, is that your life was forfeit because of sin and God paid the price for that sin. You were bought and paid for. You've been redeemed. And we don't have to look back. 
We don't have to be afraid. We know that whatever's going on in the crazy world around us, God already knows and has a purpose and a plan and an eternal future for me. I am redeemed. So, as I was thinking about this, I'm, we're going to identify all the old people in the room. Y'all ready? How many of you remember S&H green stamps? Raise your hand. Everybody look around, see all the old people in the room. <laughs> if you remember S&H green stamps, I asked Nick this morning, I said, Nick, have you ever heard of S&H green stamps? He went, I remember them. They, they, they were these little bitty stamps that, that you could go to the gas station and if you bought gas, he said some gas stations would give you a, a, a row of little S&H green stamps and you had to have a little booklet, you know, and you'd go home and you lick the green stamps and stick them in a booklet. And you collect up booklets. Greg, you're looking at me like you don't remember. Do you not remember S&H green stamps? Uh, you're right. <laughs> Man, I was thinking we were in the same decade somehow. Anyhow, all right, so, so here you go. Though. But you stick them in there, and you collect up booklets and booklets of S&H Green. And remember, there was an S&H Green Stamp Redemption Center. Remember it? That's what it said on the front. I remember. That's why when I was reading this, I have redeemed you. I'm thinking, now y'all know, I, it doesn't always fire in the direction it ought to fire. But anyway, I have redeemed you. And in my mind, I went, S&H Green Stamps. You know, you would go to the redemption center and there would be things, you know, uh, toasters, right? There'd be, uh, and when I was a kid, a toaster was a big deal, you know? It wasn't just a pan that you stuck in the oven. It was like, this is new. You can go to the S&H Green Stamp store with your books of S&H Green Stamps and redeem. It's a redemption process. You're purchasing with stamps. Something that you want. Something that maybe you have a desire for. And I remember that they had the little picture up there and the S&H was, was sort of this sort of kind of squiggly, cursive kind of writing and, they, and it said Redemption Center. And I thought to myself, I thought, that is cool. I like that. And then when I was reading this, I said, I have redeemed you. What did God bring in order to redeem me? Better yet, what did God, who did God send? For my redemption. His son. Now folks, I, I, I'm just going to admit it. Yesterday was Pop's birthday. My dad turned 83 yesterday. I, I went home Thursday and Friday. I got to my parents' house Friday about 10 o'clock, hung out. They like to ask me Bible questions. I don't know why. I mean, every time my mom asked me a Bible question, I said, don't you realize you taught me this first? Right? So we're sitting there having Bible questions and talking about culture in the world and all this sort of thing. And, and anyway, you know, Pop turns 83 yesterday. Oh, check it out. Where in the world did you find that? See the S and the H? That's so cool. And 1,200 stamps in a book, and you might get a toaster. You see, I, it was crazy. I remember that. And, and, and the redemptions. And so I thought, all right, well, God, what, what am I worth to you? Okay? What am I worth to you, God? And God said, you're worth my son. 
You know, and I'm sitting with my pop yesterday, and I said, well, I'll take y'all out to lunch because my mom's birthday was last month, and my dad's birthday's this month, and so I kind of go in between them, so I cover two birds and one stone. And I said, uh, I'll take y'all out to lunch. And Daddy says, your mom doesn't want to go out to lunch. And I'm like, I get over here once a month. What's up? He said, she wants Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> I said, okay. So I go in. I said, Mom, Dad says you want Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'm going up to the KFC to get some Kentucky. She said, make sure it's extra crispy. <laughs> okay, fine. But see, that's my point. I went and hung out with my dad yesterday, right, uh, Friday, just, just to be there with Dad. And, and our heavenly dad, our heavenly father said, you're worth my own son, my only son. I will redeem you. See, he paid for us. He goes on to say, he says, I have called you by your name. You are mine. You're mine. I redeemed you. I called you by name. You belong to me. You see that? Now, here's the thing. I mean, um, we, we get sort of sideways in our, in our theology sometimes and think that we can somehow earn God's love. Or that if we're just good enough today, or as long as I don't sin today, God loves me. You know, uh, there, there, there are some theologies out there, some, some practice of faith out there that, that, that teaches that, that, well, as long as you don't sin, then God loves you. See? Um, that, that's not what God says. That's not what God makes us aware of. It's not what God impresses on us by His Spirit. He says, I have redeemed you. You belong to me. When you pass through the waters, now you understand what this is, right? These, these are the challenges of our lives. I mean, you think about it, uh, Isaiah is talking to, to the Jewish people, the Hebrew people, uh, at a time where they've just come through Babylonian exile. This is, uh, this is the latter half of, of Isaiah, you see? And, and so you're getting this message that God is saying, and no matter whether you're in captivity, no matter whether you're passing through the Red Sea or the Jordan River or, or no matter if you're facing the fires of trial, I am with you. Uh, the waters, the rivers will not overwhelm you and the fire will not scorch you. The flame will not burn you. I am with you. Why? Because God is in charge of it all. It doesn't mean that you're not going to face hardship. It's not gonna, it doesn't mean that you're not going to face challenges and, and, and undergo certain refining kind of uh, uh, seasons of life. I remember the first time in ministry that I was, I was uh, sort of just kind of despondent over things. And a friend of mine comes to me, uh, and, and I, was, I was just like, man, I am fed up. I, uh, he just laughed at me. And I was like, I have a couple kids in the room. But anyway, I told him, I said, mm -mm. anyway, he said, you know, it's at the times of our hardest challenges that God's able to do the most. Because we know it's not us. 
We know it's not, it's not in my power. It's not in my strength to overcome. It's only by his power and might that any of us can overcome, that any of us can have victory, that any of us can succeed. And he has bought and paid for us. He has called us by name. He has made us his own. We are his kids. I belong to God and I don't care what's going on in the world around me. I don't care what challenges I might face out in the world. I don't care what a politician's saying or a news channel to say I don't care what's going on out there I belong to God and that's the end all and be all of my existence I live out that identity in Christ everything I face in a day God already knew it y'all know that whatever's going to happen this afternoon God's already been there God's already aware of it I like to pray the fact that God pours into me now everything I need for tomorrow God is pouring into me by his spirit the strength, the wisdom, the the awareness of his direction for my life. God is pouring it into me so that I can be who he created in me to be. That's what it says. He said, I formed you. I created you. God is our creator. He has the right to, to redeem and claim and call us and make us his own. And, and, and we live almost sometimes like we're captives to the culture. And we're not. That, that song, Liberty, what was it? I'm free. Yeah, I'm not going to sing it, but I'm free. I have liberty in Christ. Whatever's going on in the world around us. You know, I mean, I've run into, okay getting ahead of myself but I want y'all to know something we win okay there are principalities and there are powers at work against God's people primarily at work against God because they don't realize they lose but I run into so many Christians who don't realize that we win and, and, and they're suffering under this, this, this bondage of culture or society. And, and we've been given a position of victory. My favorite thing is, and we've got a Wednesday night connect group that's going to expand here shortly. But my big question is, is who are you? You're God's kid. You're an heir to the king of kings. You see, we get to live in the throne room of God. So, so I don't, I, mm, Christians walk around with this defeated face and this, this, oh, stop living the defeat. We've been given victory. Because God says, you know why? You know how we can have that confidence? I, when Nick and I were praying this morning, this is what I said. I said, you know what? I can't even begin to walk into a new day without knowing that God's already gone before me. God's already there. God's already leveled the path in front of me. Now, guess what? <laughs> Don't drive off the road. Right? I mean, they taught me that in 10th grade driver's ed class. And when I was in the 10th grade, they put us in these little simulators. Right? And, and they put a big video screen in front of us in the simulator car we were driving. And, and, you, and you had a brake and a gas and 
and and you're driving on the on. Uh, <laughs> it was like a big video game, you know. It was the precursor to today to Mario Karts. Okay. Anyway, so I'm driving, and and so they tell us, all right, you're going to turn right at the light. And I remember this one so distinctly. So here we're approaching the light, and I give my signal right, and and we get there, and I room and ran over the guy on the bicycle. And my screen went like that, and I was like, oh, I killed somebody, right? Well, it was a simulator, right? You see, God has put us on a path. Remember I shared last week out of Proverbs, you know, that there is a way that God has prepared for you. Don't drive off the road. Don't don't drive in the ditch. I used to speak to football teams quite a bit, and there was a semi-pro team that, that was playing up here at Dixon one time. And I told them, I said, how many guys of you, how many of you guys are living in the ditch? In the gutter. See, there's a path that God has laid out for us to stay on. He's prepared it. If we trust in him with all our hearts, lean not on our own understandings, but in all our ways acknowledge him, he will make your path straight. He will level it before you. Don't drive off the road. We all know. Everybody with a driver's license knows this. Don't drive off the road. God says, I created you. I formed you. Don't be afraid because I bought and paid for you. You're mine. I called you by your name. I've created you as my child and, and, and I've brought you into this fellowship. And, and when you face deep water or, or fiery trials, I am with you. How many Christians going through difficult places right now? See? Tough times. God says, what, you think you're doing this by yourself? See, I know in my own life, there are times in my life where I would have been crushed by the weight of opposition or, or, or just uh, discouragement. And God was always there going, no, I'm right here. I haven't left you. I'm not forsaking you. I am here. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, and your Savior. See that? Wow, the kids. Can I just tell y'all something? When parents are scared, what do you think kids are? When we've created a culture of fear in the world around us, How do you think that's washing down to children? Can I just go ahead and tell you? I I, I said this uh, last week. I preached on the train up a child in the way he should go. Proverbs 22, 6. And when he is old, he'll not depart from it. And I shared this last week. And if you weren't here, then you get a little bit of last week. But here you go. The idea being that More training takes place from modeling than it does words. You know, kids watch you. You know, other people watch you. Other people see whether you're living victory or whether you're living fear. A month before God called me to ministry, a pastor said in a revival meeting at Cali Self Memorial Baptist Church, he said, are you living by faith or are you living in fear? So I went forward at the invitation and I said, 
I'm afraid of what God's asking me to do. He said, then you know where you're living. So it took a month for God to steer me around and say, okay, God, I belong to you. Whatever, that was 39 years ago. Whatever you desire for my life, I'm yours. Have I faced hard times? Sure. Faced challenges and opposition and discouragement and even, you know, that, 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 that sort of wandering. That, that same guy who, who told me God, he said, you know, he said, you're just in Midian. You're just wandering in the desert. But you're going to cross over. You see? You mean something to God. God loves you. God has paid the price for you. Don't forget who you are. You belong to Him. Pray with me. God, thank You. Thank You for hope. Thank You for loving us beyond our imagination. Thank You for loving us beyond our just realization. God, I I can't even imagine how deep Your love is. And you loved me so much that, God, you called me by name. God, you said, Bobby, I love you. God, you said, I love you so much. Here's my son. And so, God, I, I, I thank you that I don't have to worry about tomorrow. I don't have to worry about the next day. or I don't have to worry about the future. I can just abide in your presence. I can just draw close to you. God, there are some folks here this morning that are going through some difficult times. They nodded their heads. Almost in confession that, yes, I'm facing difficult times. God, you know it. You already know what they're facing. And God, you've already made provision for deliverance. And so, God, I want to praise you this morning. If there's somebody, anybody in this room that is just struggling so hard, under the fear of the world or this weight that the culture has put upon us. God, I just pray that we would recognize that we have been liberated and set free from the chains and the bondage of captivity, that we are yours. If there's someone here this morning that's never received Christ and never received that salvation and redemption in Christ, God, I'm just praying. God, that you'd speak to their hearts, let them just bow before you and surrender. And receive and accept that gift of salvation that only you can give us. God, we get to sing to you again. Thank you for morning glory and the testimony of the songs and their faith this morning. God, I just pray. God, help us to give it back to you. Help us to praise you and to love you back and to act like it. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.